You're listening to Give Your Life Away, a devotional podcast from Canyon Bible Church of Prescott designed to equip you with the truth of God's Word and encourage you in the pursuit of ascribing glory to Jesus Christ. Today on the Give Your Life Away podcast, Paul reminds us of what Abraham was told. Abraham knew that a promised blessing would come on his children and their children's children. That There would be a blessing that would come on Abraham, and he had to believe that. He didn't work for it. He believed that message and knew one day a blessing was coming. And then, 430 years later, the law came. So Paul's argument is never that if you obey the law, you can be right with God. The argument is trust in the promise that God gave to Abraham. That is what will make you right with God. And so listen as I read Galatians 3, 15 to 29. To give a human example, brothers, even with a man-made covenant, no one annuls it or adds to it once it has been ratified. Now the promises were made to Abraham and to his offspring. It does not say into his offsprings, referring to many, but referring to one, into your offspring, who is Christ. This is what I mean. The law, which came 430 years afterward, does not annul a covenant previously ratified by God so as to make the promise void. For if the inheritance comes by the law, it no longer comes by promise. But God gave it to Abraham by a promise. Why then the law? It was added because of transgressions, until the offspring should come to whom the promise had been made. And it was put in place through angels by an intermediary. Now an intermediary implies more than one, but God is one. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? Certainly not. For if a law had been given that could give life, then righteousness would indeed be by the law. But the scripture imprisoned everyone, everything under sin, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now before faith came, we were held captive under the law, imprisoned until the coming faith would be revealed. So then the law was our guardian until Christ came, in order that we might be justified by faith. But now that faith has come, we are no longer under a guardian. For in Christ Jesus you are all sons of God through faith. For as many of you as were baptized into Christ have put on Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free. There is no male and female. For you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you are Christ's, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. This is beautiful because it shows that the law was simply a guardian, something that kept us in line. It showed us what God wanted, what God did not want. It was informative in that way. But the law was simply a standard to which God wanted us to operate under. But obeying that standard was never going to make us right with God in and of ourselves. We have to go back to the promise he made to Abraham way before he gave the law. The promise to Abraham was that you must believe by faith in a coming salvation. So the law is simply showing us the standard of God, how we are to live and operate if you were were an Israelite from the Old Testament. But now Christ has come. Christ has freed us from the law and given us the salvation that was promised beforehand to Abraham. So the law in that sense was a tutor or a guardian. But now... We are no longer under a guardian. We are under Christ. We are saved. We are freed. 
We are operating as we live like Christ. We're not living, we're not waking up thinking, how do I obey the law today? We wake up thinking, how can I be like Christ today? Very big difference. And I want to end today's podcast by reading you this this wonderful hymn, a few verses of a hymn. It's a hymn many of you I'm sure are familiar with, Rock of Ages. The law was not good enough. The law showed us what God expected, what God wanted. It reflected his character, but it didn't come with power. And the writer of this hymn rejoices in that, and I hope you do too as well today. Not the labors of my hands can fulfill thy law's demands. Could my zeal no respite know? Could my tears forever flow? All for sin could not atone. Thou must save, and thou alone. This is the the writer or the singer of the hymn even saying, I could be the most zealous religious person in the world wouldn't be enough. I could cry forever about the wretchedness of my sin. That's not enough. I need someone else to atone for my sin. And he ends that verse by saying, you must save and you alone. He goes on in the next verse, nothing in my hand I bring, simply to the cross I cling, naked, Come to you for dress. Helpless, look to you for grace. Foul, I to the fountain fly. Wash me, Savior, or I die. There's only one that can give us salvation. Only one person. Christ Jesus. And what does that mean for us? What's our response to that? How, how, how satisfying is Christ? What's our response to Him? Praise, glory, exaltation. And that's how He ends the hymn. While I draw this fleeting breath, when my eyes shall close in death, when I soar to worlds unknown, see thee on thy judgment throne, rock of ages, cleft for me, let me hide myself in thee. Believer, take great comfort today. Christ is the one who has made you free. Christ is your rock. Christ is your salvation. Christ is your righteousness. May you in a special way today hide yourself. In him. If you've been encouraged by the Give Your Life Away podcast, please share it with a friend. And if you'd like to get in touch with us, you'll find us online at canyonprescott.org. Thanks for listening. Join us next time for Give Your Life Away. We are alive.